everybody. Welcome back to Best Friends Club podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is episode season three, episode three, the one with the jam. You know, it's the opposite of jam. Man. Yes. Good job. <laughs> Got a plan to get over my man. Okay. Uh, so... Um, oh, all right. So let's just, let's dive right into it. So, um, last week you would have heard us have our very special 50th episode and our very special first guest host. Casey. Thanks, Case. That was very, very fun. We love you. We loved having you. It was so much fun. It was. Um, last week's episode was really good. And I think this one's good and funny too. As we've said, these are just good to great Great to better to best, so to infinity hence, and beyond, henceforth and and so on. Um, so this episode opens up with squeaking noises coming from the bedroom and like um, in Chandler and Joey's apartment. And I have to be honest with you, I'm pretty sure when I first saw this, I did not get the innuendo. Was it very obvious uh, for you? And I'm just an idiot. I'm. I was this years old when I learned that you were just right now when I just right it to now. You just yeah, right now. <laughs> I didn't really think about it. Maybe because I always know what's coming. I haven't really thought about yeah. it. Yeah, I was gonna say because when we first saw it, we like yeah we. But I, you'd think when we first saw the episode, we would have been like oh hoo, hoo, hoo. but like right. I never I never caught the innuendo. Oh, we're me either. Very innocent babies. So we are innocent. That's us. Our just our minds aren't in the gutter. I mean, I think this was maybe an obvious one, but oh well, hey. So <laughs> maybe. Um, yes. So maybe. Like... <laughs> Jury's still out. Jury's still out. So there's like squeaking noises coming from Joey's room, and then he hears like, ah! And Chandler opens the door and is like, that's why you don't jump on the bed. Um, and for those of you, we talked about it um, last episode when Chandler and Joey both like dive for the couch cushions. Um, Matt LeBlanc actually dislocated his arm and they had to like send out the audience and fly them back in later while he was getting medical attention. So they recorded this as the opening of this episode to explain why he was in a sling the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually realized something. Do you remember in episode one how the opening is when the everybody goes into the coffee shop and their seats are all taken mm-hmm. and you were like what's weird is that monica is wearing the same clothes that she actually wore in episode three, yeah like that t-shirt so i think they recorded that beginning of them going in and their the couch being taken for this episode but they had to change it because they had to explain matt leblanc's arm in a sling and so <gasps> they pulled yeah oh my so gosh they pulled, ashley i'm brilliant oh my gosh you're um, so smart Thank you. If anybody else needs me to do any investigative work, let me know. Um, yeah, so I think they pulled they pulled the opener, put it on the on episode one, which who knows what that up. So I don't think we know what that opener was actually supposed to be. And it's the season. It's like the season opener for the entire thing. So I'm curious to know what the long lost season three episode one opener was supposed to be. Yeah, I think it maybe well, had something to. Yeah, I believe that they rewrote Joey's part in this episode because of his slang. Well, it doesn't really come up that much. Only in the very opener. With the whole like, oh, sir, so you're well, going to tell. Oh, so there's the opener. Have, 
he doesn't have like a storyline other than eating the jam. I guess that's true. Maybe they did write some stuff out of it or like gave things to other people. But um, yeah, all they really would have had to write in was just um, the whole thing with like, oh, so did you tell, did the doctor make fun of you for jumping on the bed? And like, well, the doctor wasn't going to believe it just fell out of the socket. Like really other than that, he could, he could have been eating jam with two hands. Do you know what I mean? Like it kind (laughs) of was the same. I kind of felt like that rest of it could have actually been real, but yeah. So that explains, I mean, you were the one, I think it was a group effort, Renee, because you're the one that noticed that Monica had the same hairstyle and was wearing the same shirt in this episode as she was in season one. But I feel like season one might have opened with something that had to do with um, Richard and Monica breaking up because they broke up at the very end of season two. And so you'd think that they'd like kind of do a bit of a recap about what happened. That's why I think it's weird that, well, I, I mean, I guess not all the openings, like, Have to correlate. do with the rest of the episode? Yeah. Which season is it where they, where they have Joey and they have Phoebe doing the, like, here's what happened last season. I feel like that's season four is when Phoebe does that, the one because it's from the beach. It's the end of three, beginning of four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they go to the beach. And then also... I Isn't it the end, end of, of five, four, beginning, beginning of six? Of five because, yeah, that's because of London. Yeah. I feel like maybe they would have done, I wonder if they had done one of those and they just recorded over it. Maybe. They recorded over it. Like they have one tape that they put in there and <laughs> record, they're like, rewind it. It's press a, record. It's a VHS. <laughs> record over the tape. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's, the, that's our Mary-Kate and Ashley um, super sleuthing for, for now. What were those yeah. movies called where Mary Kate and Ashley were detectives? To Grandmother's House We Go. Is it called Kid Detective? No. Yeah. Mm, I don't think so. No. Okay. Well, anyway, so Matt LeBlanc's Matt LeBlanc Matt LeBlanc's arm is actually in a sling from fighting over the chair in the last episode, which I think we mentioned, and yeah, that it could that explains the opener for this episode. Cool. Um, so the name, <laughs> cool. The name of the episode is one with the jam. And so um, Monica's making a crap ton of jam, which she got from the docks. Um, right. And she's like, I got a plan to get over my man. What's the opposite of man? Jam. And so she's making all this jam. Everybody thinks she's a little bit crazy. I don't know. Personally, I feel like like I, we know that Monica's obsessive, so she has to kind of find something else to just throw herself into. But like she hadn't been to work in a little while. It did, why doesn't she just go back to work? Do we think um, she's still working? I think she's working now. She works at a restaurant. She doesn't work like nine to five. That's so true. she probably works like three or four nights a week, you know. And then now she's just working during the day. Okay, yeah, she's just fine. jamming in her free time. Okay, <laughs> so she makes a bunch of jam. Um, Joey gets his own batch because he tries to taste it. It's too hot. He spits in it, and so then basically <laughs> the entire rest of the episode, Joey's just eating jam jars, mm-hmm. um, which is funny. But then at one point, Monica's like, "Okay, well." I got to get rid of my jam plan because I wouldn't, you know, I'd have to charge too much to actually make money off of it. And so she's like, I've got a new plan, babies. Mm. And she wants to have a baby. I don't blame her 
because she's, you know, I think we've talked about this before. She's the type of person that seems like she's wanted to be a mother since she was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate that she's just like, I'm going to go to a sperm bank and um, get a baby. But she is 28 years old. She is so young. I don't even think it's that as much as it is. You don't decide to cut bangs when you've just had a big life change. Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. And this is the, like a much larger version of like because bangs grow bangs out and babies don't. So yeah, but you know right. what I mean. Like you don't make big decisions that will last a long time when you're upset or like recently experienced a tragedy. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. So it's like it's like if this is actually what you want, you need to calm down and not do it in the heat of the moment. Totally. And if she would have been like ready to do this two months before Richard and then Richard happened and now they're not happening. Um, Yeah. But it didn't. And I think it's also in reaction. I think it's also in reaction to him, like her finding the love of her life, him not wanting a child. I think she's kind of seeing this as like, well, if I want a baby, like I might need to just go out and do it on my own. Yeah. Like, you can't rely on some other guy also wanting what you want or something. I don't know. Yeah. There are plenty yeah. of women who – there are plenty of women who – I don't know. Do I know any – I know one woman. She was one of my professors in um, university. She wasn't married, and she always wanted a kid. And I don't think they let her adopt because I think – you're not allowed to adopt if you're a single parent. Yeah, they have um, a lot even of though, stuff about that. Yeah, even though like it is dumb because there's so many biological children, you know, families with the children with their biological families that are in, I don't know, I get I get the idea is like there's something to having like whatever we consider a stable home. I get it. I don't know. I think that it's like, but she was a university professor. She was living in Palm Beach. She had a great home do you know what I mean like she had a Mm -hmm. steady job a great home like she would have been a fantastic caring parent for a kid who's like okay well you won't like let her adopt them so instead they're just going to be in terrible bouncing around to foster care yeah yeah which is like that's not stable that's not like a loving two-parent home so I don't know why you're being so picky um yeah but yeah I think it's less about for me it's less about her age or any of her circumstances other than the fact that she just She's, she's looking for something to fill the void. And yeah. I think if she still wants well, it in six months, then she it should. It doesn't do seem it. like she wants to fill the void because she's always wanted babies. It just seems like she's rushing to get on with her life and just going, right. like, well, that's not going to work. So what's next? And so I think right. it's, I think you're right that it's like you shouldn't make this kind of decision when you're reeling from a breakup. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's like, I don't think it's like, oh, I've never wanted a baby before and now all of a sudden I'm going to get one. But I do think it's like, well, you're just assuming because that didn't work. It's never going to work. But like, give it mm-hmm. a little, like you can, if you have waited till 28 years, you can wait six more months. Yeah. So I just think it's scary when you try to make a big life changing decision when you're not like emotionally stable in the moment, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's so, it like makes me so sad because watching the episode, you can tell that nobody's supportive of this idea but mm-hmm. like she's at the point where she's not asking because she doesn't want their opinion you know like she probably knows that they're not supportive but she doesn't care she doesn't want to be told no that it's the wrong thing she just wants to do it yeah 
And so, um, yeah, it's just, I feel bad because every time she talks about it, everybody kind of gets this like cringy look on their face. Mm -hmm. I do love how Joey goes about it though. I think he does it perfectly. Like, right. So yeah, so we'll get to that one because that's, that's really sweet. So what happens is she, um, comes out of her room. She's really excited too. And she like finds a donor and he's like an actual rocket science, rocket scientist or whatever. And, um, and then they're kind of talking about it. She's like describing him. And then she's like, okay, how about this one? Italian-American actor, <laughs> born in Queens, seven oh, sisters, so only boy, under personal comments, he wrote, New York Knicks rule. And Joey at the, with the jam yeah, the, the Knicks Yeah, the rule. Knicks rule. And she's like, Joey, this is you. And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so surprised they still have any of my product left. <laughs> so funny so gross and so funny um and so then he's like maybe he's like i called them they haven't sold a single unit of tribbiani and he's like maybe i need to get them to put my days of our lives job on beef this puppy up but um which is hysterical and so but yeah so then at the end when she's like yep i've picked him it's this guy and he looks and he's like oh i always thought of you with a blonde and then like it is so sweet so instead of just being like monica what are you doing this isn't a good idea think about it he he uses the power of story which i have been (laughs) i've been learning a lot about lately like how the power of story like in the workplace to influence things or like how the economy is influenced by story and just like we are social beings we've you know told stories that are like generational and it matters a lot for like culture and society and Mm -hmm. so how i don't know whatever sorry not trying to make this like workplace applicable but I I just thought it was interesting because he does like instead of trying to tell her the facts or like get her to see that she's not emotionally stable right now instead he just tells her a beautiful story and is like I always pictured you with a blonde one of those guys named Hoyt or something and you you know you live it you've got a a pool and you've got the three kids and Hoyt wraps them around like he he kind of starts to tell it and then she starts filling in the story with all of the mm-hmm. details of what she actually wants mm-hmm. and he I don't even think he meant to do it like I don't think he was trying to get her to I don't think he's that smart no offense but um I think he was just kind of being like oh, this is kind of what I always saw for you. And then she fills Mm -hmm. in the gaps and realizes like, yeah, I actually do want, you know, the, the husband and the relationship and the, the relationship with the kids, with their father and all that stuff. Yeah. It's sweet. We don't swim in your toilet. So don't pee in our pool. Mm. (laughs) I've never seen a sign that says that. I've never seen it, but I feel like it's like the equivalent of, all the t-shirts with words on them now. Uh, and what t-shirts are those? I don't know. <laughs> don't all know. of them? I just feel all, like there's a lot of shirts with words the... on them now with like sassy. Oh, know. yeah. That are like namaste in bed or like. Yes. Wine o'clock. Right, 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 yes. right, right. Yes. I do feel like the, they were, it used to be like novelty signs or novelty wine yeah. glasses. Or um, I remember one that was like, welcome to our ool. Notice there's no P in it. We'd like to keep oh, it that way. Oh, okay. I've seen one of those. I think that that kid Alex, we went to school with growing up, I think they had one at their house. Mm. They had a pool? I think so. Fancy. I went over for his birthday in like third grade. I think there was a pool. I could be crossing my wires. Very fancy. 
Um, mm. Do you like jam? <laughs> Sorry to Speaking gloss over that very important question. <laughs> Speaking of pee. I suppose I don't love, like maybe a piece of toast. Like Ben puts yeah. Vegemite on his toast. I'd rather, oh, I put gross. peanut butter if I'm going to eat it. I just eat the toast. <laughs> don't mess with perfection. Um, yeah, yeah, if there's like, sometimes I feel like... Uh, like a breakfast sandwich sometimes has like a pepper jelly on it. I like that. Yeah. But I think it's because yeah. it's like spicy sweet. It's like a, I don't know. It's just like an interesting flavor, but. Yeah. So like same weekends, thing. I don't, I don't know that I don't like jam, but I don't. Like I don't if you don't have it in your refrigerator. Some. Yeah. Then you probably don't like it that much. Like if it's at, if it comes with something at a restaurant, I guess I'd. Oh, like I usually a, say there's a couple places that are like, do you want jam? And I'm like, no, like a breakfast place we always go to. Like, do you want jam? And I'm like, no, what for? Yes. Yeah, so it. I don't feel it's not like you hate it, but I don't think you like it. Mm-mm. Is there anything else about Hoyt or Joe's uh, No, I just sounds like a Hemsworth, really. Hoyt Who's Hemsworth. Describing. Yeah, oh, maybe. The way he's got the swimmer's body and yeah. the... <laughs> the long blonde hair. I imagine like the very Thor-esque. Did he say long blonde hair? Or did he just say imagine you I embellished the blonde? that. I think you're picturing like a Fabio slash Thor. I yeah. think he just said it with imagine you with a blonde. I can't picture Monica with a blonde, so I don't know where Joey gets Same. that from, but okay. Okay. That's fine. Um, I picture her yeah. with a Richard. Um, so elsewise, erstwise in this episode, um, We'll do the Phoebe one where she is getting stalked by Jake Kruger. By Monica's husband. Um, Monica shouldn't not, be so upset. Her husband's right there. Not yet. So this is um, this episode was in 1996. Mm-hmm. And Courtney Cox and David Arquette didn't get married until 1999 after I Scream. Know. I know, but Scream also came out in 1996. So I think they must have met at this point. Oh, Scream was okay. So they maybe mm-hmm. they just spent. Oh, interesting. So he was he was. I didn't realize that Scream was nineteen ninety six too. Yeah, Scream came out in the fall of ninety six, and this is obviously fall of ninety six as well. So I don't know if they maybe shot that summer. I'm not sure. That's weird. They didn't get married until ninety nine. It's only three Courtney years. Courtney Cox, if you're listening, yeah, but like, were they? But were they dating before then for very long? Some usually celebrity romances, or they get married like within three months. Always, I feel like those are just the ones you hear about. Courtney Cox, if you're listening to this, tell us about when you first fell in love with David. There's probably an interview out somewhere where she's already explained this. I'm sure. So we can do our own googling later. Yeah. But um, yeah. So um, so David Arquette thinks Phoebe is Ursula, (laughs) and so he's like, "Please, Ursula, give me another chance." Um, I feel like David Arquette always plays dorky guys. Like, yeah, he seems like in this one, he's really like painfully dorky in scream doesn't he play like the yeah. the dorky kid he like does. is there something i can't think of him in any other role I'm sure no, he's done other I stuff but no i can't either okay um yeah he always does play that kind of mousy dorky guy like the part where where he's like i wrote about you and he said, and she, he's like, I thought about Phoebe. And she's like, oh, what did you, what were you thinking about? And he's like, how I'd like to kiss you. And she's like, really? And he's like, no, it's just something I'd say so that I could kiss you. And she's like, okay. And he goes, Gah! and then like leans in for the kiss. Yeah, he and is like, really dorky. Oh, like, it's like, and also, I want to know what's up with Phoebe because this is the second time that she's like kind of fallen for one of Ursula's boyfriends. 
Um, well, it's the first Joey time, but it happens one? again. No, uh, Sean Penn, her fiance. Oh, yeah, that's that's such a good point. Yeah, so so I guess that's right. So she meets him and she talks to him and she does like him. Um, and they're kind of like, oh my God, you have a crush on your sister stalker. That's so gross and weird. And she's yeah. like, no, 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 I'm just helping him. But then, yeah, like clearly she, when she's like, they're like, oh, how's the stalker? And she's like, he's yummy. I know. We did a little kissing. Like, do you think it's a competitive thing? Part of me thinks that these guys like Ursula because she's aloof. And then she likes these guys because they're aloof because they like her sister. Like, it's just one big circle of want what you can't have. Oh, it's like a real Midsummer Night's Dream situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. I was, thinking, I was thinking that part of it could be if they're so in love with her twin sister, she already knows that they think she's beautiful. And so I guess Well, and they the, all like, say that. Yeah. So it's like, so then I guess she doesn't have, it's not like a, oh, does he think I'm pretty or not? Although Phoebe does seem very confident. So she's probably not she somebody does. who- doesn't think but she's I pretty. But I think when somebody like instantly is just like, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen or, oh, I love her so much or whatever, like she gets very bowled over by that, even though they're not talking about her. They're just talking about her carbon copy. Right. You know? So it's like misplaced compliments. That is a little weird. It is I mean, weird. I knew it was, I knew it was weird in this episode, but I forgot that she did it again. I've always, I've always thought it was like, no, it's not weird. But I've always thought it would be, like, very different to date or marry a twin because obviously you're attracted to the person. But at the same time, I do think you're not just attracted to their physical body. You're attracted to, right. like, their essence and who they are. And people are very different. Totally. Um, but, yeah. So, interestingly, I, I um, had a roommate who was an identical twin. And she said that um, – when they were younger and like guys would like a guy asked her out and she said no and then like later that same day he asked out her sister and they both were like yeah they both were like that's so gross you're such a loser like clearly Mm -hmm. you're just like you don't even care about our personalities you just Mm -hmm. like think we're hot or whatever and it's like I mean that was probably like high school or something but um she yeah she does say that like they get that weird kind of stuff all the time but they have a really good relationship with each other. And mm-hmm. so I guess it makes me think like with Phoebe and Ursula not having a good relationship, I wonder yeah. if there is some sort of like competition-y thing there. Like Maybe. That would come into play? Maybe. Because now that I think about it, like when I've been friends with people who are twins, you can tell them apart once you know them just a little bit. Exactly. Because you know? you're like, like, oh, so-and-so would never wear that or would never stand yeah, that way. Yeah, just the way like, they even talk. Like, of course, they share a lot of mannerisms and similarities, but – they are very different still. Um, do you want to hear something really interesting about twins I learned of this year? Of course. So our friend Elizabeth is married to a twin. Oh, that's right. And they're identical twins. So, you know, identical is not just how you look. It's like, was it two eggs or was it one egg that split into two? So it's like literally um, the same genetic makeup. Yeah. So you know that fraternal twins can look identical, but they're not. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought fraternal mm-hmm. didn't look alike. No, fraternal twins can look identical. Um, okay. But it is a question of if they were... It's still two separate eggs. Because I actually think the Olsen twins are fraternal twins. Really? Mm-hmm. What makes I'm you pretty think sure. that? I think I learned it somewhere. 
Oh, okay. That could be wrong. Anyway. Anyway. So when you have a twin and it's an identical twin and you and each twin has kids, those kids are more like half siblings than cousins. Right. Because Because they technically share the same DNA. The same DNA. Not technically. They literally do. They do. Yeah. Like they're – so it's like – their kids have the same dad DNA DNA mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. their cousins. Wow, that that's crazy? so interesting. It makes complete sense, but it's also kind of crazy. I guess you just don't like, really think, think about it. Yeah. So that made me think, like, if I committed a crime and I had an identical twin, could I, you know, <gasps> the frame my crime. twin for it? I feel like, like there's the probably some movies about that. Well, The Prestige. Well, that's about a clone. Magicians. No, <laughs> they're twins. Am I thinking of a different movie? The Prestige happens in like the early 1900s. So I don't think there were a whole lot of clones back then. Yeah. And he, it's Nikola Tesla and they have a clone machine. And he, because the one falls in the water and he never knows if it's going to be himself or the clone that gets drowned at the end of the night. I think that's the, that's a different movie. Illusionist? I think that might be The Illusionist. I think I've never seen The Prestige. <gasps> the Prestige is so good. I don't actually think I've seen The Illusionist. I think I just spoiled it for you. <laughs> okay. No, but maybe I have seen it because I think I, I know that. But no, The Prestige is so good. It's Christian Bale and um, Hugh Jackman. And I promise it's actually Hugh Jackman. I'm not just guessing. I feel like I have seen that. Ashley, I think we saw it together in college. Like we went to the movie theater, the one we could walk to. Am I? But what's the one where it's the clones? Is that one The Illusionist? And I'm just confusing the two? Maybe. I haven't seen The Illusionist. Or maybe I have and I don't remember. I don't care enough to look it up. Okay. That's fine. But just watch The Prestige sometime. It's really good. Okay. I'll do it after you watch Harry Potter. I'm reading Harry Potter. Isn't that enough for you? You have to love it. That was not part of the deal. When you're done reading... The Harry Potter, then you can tell me. When you're done reading book one, Harry Potter, then I'll go watch The Prestige. Okay. I thought you were trying to be sneaky by saying The Harry Potter and sneaking in all like 19 (laughs) books. There's not 19. There's only seven and they're great. Anyway, um, I don't feel like you care enough about The Prestige to actually make hold up your end of that bargain. But Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Anyway, I don't know how we start. So if there's not a movie about blaming the perfect crime on your twin let's I'm write sure that script yeah okay other and not one that has to do with magic but anyway oh wait have you seen um oh gosh it's blake lively and what's her name anna kendrick it's no the favor or whatever it's called um, the the request yeah. a simple favor simple favor yeah no is it good this was pretty good i read the book and then watched the movie are they are they twins? No. Did you just spoil it? No. Okay. <laughs> she means yes. <laughs> but you don't know. Oh, on an unrelated twin. note. <laughs> Anybody. There's so many people in this movie. Anybody could be a twin. Okay. When you least expect it. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you. I'll tee that one up <laughs> in my list. You're welcome. Um, yeah, so they all think it's weird with Phoebe being interested in her twin stalker. It totally and, is. And it is. And then they're like, 
Phoebe, wake up and smell the restraining order. Of course, he's still stalking Ursula. And so um, I like, who is it that's like, is it Joey that's like, I would just follow him and see, like stalk him and see where he goes. And she's like, oh, forget what I said. That's what I'd do. Yeah, I think it is Joey. Because he's just like eating his jam and. Yeah. And so she goes and stalks the stalker. And he is still following Ursula. Um, but I love the part where he like catches her and he's like, are you following me? And she's like, no, I was looking for my part of an old part sandwich. Of an old sandwich. <laughs> oh, she's so good. And so um, so she finds out that he's actually still there stalking Ursula. And she's so kind about it when she's like, here, stalk me. Go ahead. Ooh, which way am I going to go? Like, I don't know. I think she's just kind hearted. She is. I also feel like maybe she should just cut this one loose. She should, but she feels so bad that he's, like, so, like, ensnared by Ursula. And so I think that's part of it is she just, like, she hates what Ursula does to these people who are so good-natured. Mm-hmm. And, well, because yeah. doesn't she go, well, obviously, we can't date anymore because, wow. <laughs> yeah, because, wow. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, how did you does. not realize that before, Phoebe? Like, He's stalking your oh, sister. Oh, I think she just, sometimes she's just really like, she wants to assume the best in people, you know? Yeah. I guess. But yeah. Sweet She lets him Phoebe. stalk her like an Ursula patch. Yeah, that's right. It'll be like an Ursula patch. Um, and the last thing is um, Chandler and your fave girl, Janice. Um, so Chandler comes in while Ross and Rachel are about to canoodle on the couch and is like do I look fat and they're like well hold on can we back up for just a second yeah I think it's so dumb that they pretend like they weren't making out on the couch because you feel like whatever just own it yeah it's your apartment and everybody knows you're dating so I mean sure stop making out but pretending like you're looking for a tag on the couch or whatever you know i don't know yeah just my personal opinion anyway okay so do i if you guys walk in on renee and matt making out they're not you're just gonna see us they're just gonna gonna have to watch for a while less uncomfortable (laughs) um yeah i think it's maybe so the person walking in doesn't feel uncomfortable but that's okay to each their own um and so they're like walk us through this he's like when i told that when i told janice she didn't look fat she thought i was calling her a cow or whatever and so basically he's saying like she said do i look fat which she's the skinniest human so of course she doesn't Mm -hmm. and he looked at her and said no and they're like oh no no you never look i completely disagree with that i do too like when I ask Ben, like, oh, does this look good? Or like, oh, does this actually, like, is this, you know, cutting in a weird way? Or is this, like, you know, does my butt look big on this or whatever? When he doesn't look and he's just like, no, you look great. Yeah. I'm like, no, like, actually look, look at me. Yes, because I, I actually want feedback. Like, I'll do something about it if mm-hmm. you're saying that it's not good, you know? Like, I, I don't want to just way. live in ignorance. Yeah, so, I feel the same way. I don't know. I guess listeners, like, I'm really curious to hear what everybody else thinks about this. Because Renee and I agree, so that, you know. Um, that's, Doesn't mean that, much. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, as an echo chamber over here. Yeah, what does everybody else think? Like, do you, And maybe, fair enough, you're kind of like, look, I know that I have areas I need to work on. And so I don't need them called out. But then it's like, 
but she asked. So if you know you have areas, that's probably where I'd be like, I don't need you to tell me this. I already know that my thighs are big or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Do you think what's in question here is that Janice is just insecure and so she asked to boost her own confidence? Oh, like fishing for compliments. Kind of. I don't know. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Because I guess that's what yeah. like Rachel's saying is like, I don't want you to look. I just want you to say like, you're so beautiful no matter what you wear mm-hmm. or do or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea. I don't know. Someone I can't else subscribe. Is have to tell us. I can't personally subscribe to that, but I think that's what's happening. Okay. Yeah. I guess somebody else out there just tell us so we're aware of what's going on here. Um, but... Yeah, so then so then they're, they're like, let us give you some dating advice. And it's quite funny. They go through it. And then he's like, okay, well, what about at night when you go to bed and you, and she wants to cuddle? And Rachel's like, can't help you there. We're cuddly sleepers. And then Ross is like, just her, not me. I need the space. Mm-hmm. It teaches them about the hug and roll. Hug for her. Hug for her. <laughs> roll for you. Oh, which so is funny. Really funny. And I wanted to ask, are you and Matt cuddly sleepers? We are cuddly fall asleepers. But right. as soon as I'm like almost asleep, I'm like, okay, I love you. Go bye-bye now. Yes. Because it hurts my neck. I need to be on my nice like Tempur-Pedic whatever pillow that perfectly cradles. Like I even even if I – like I like cuddling. But even if I tried, like I, I'll wake up with like such neck pain if I'm mm-hmm. – you know? Yeah. Matt's also like 400,000 degrees. So at a certain point, I'm like, I will start cooking from the inside out if oh, you don't see, I'm, move away I'm from me. I'm always cold when I go, like my feet are cold when I go to bed. I am too. But that's the thing cold. is I get, I absorb all his warmth. But then to a point, it's too much. Yeah. Well, I also sleep with two more blankets than he does. Oh, wow. Yeah. Does I'm he cold. sleep with any blankets being that he has, hot? He has one. A sheet. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm a cuddly fall asleeper as well, but then I'm like, no, thank you. I've got my situation going on over here and I'd like to like, go be comfortable. Well, yeah. And also I'm like, why can't you just say that? Like just cuddle and then when it's time to go to sleep, just say, okay, love you. Good night. But clearly no, they have some still... communication issues here. Yeah, there's some communication. No. You mean with um, mm-hmm. Janice and Chandler or with Ross and Rachel? Yeah. Well, both. I was about to say both, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Right. So Chandler tries the hug and roll mm-hmm. quick like a cat, but he ends up goes really well spinning Janice off the bed. So then, which we learned two episodes ago, women tell each other everything. Mm-hmm. And so Janice told Rachel about Ross's hug and roll. Rachel learns about it and then gets really mad, which seems so dumb. It's a very dumb thing to get mad about. I guess like when I was in my 20s, maybe I got mad about dumb stuff too. Maybe. But I also think this stems from Ross just pretending he's a cuddly sleeper. You know? He should have just well, been but, honest with her from the start. Oh, so you think she's more mad about the fact that he's like telling people how he has to lie to his girlfriend? Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, this is how I pretend like I like to cuddle and then I actually get rid of her. You know? Yeah, I think you're right. I think he could if he – I think Rachel is um, – she's not 
unruly or illogical or whatever. I think you're, right. I think he, he could have said to her, like, I just can't, I'm really hot, but like, let's cuddle till we fall asleep. That makes mm-hmm. sense. I also think everybody knows that everyone has their own sleeping style. You guys, you know, if you, you know. need relationship advice, like clearly Renee and I know everything. Obviously, come. So just, this is the one-stop shop. <laughs> honestly, I sometimes I would love to like give relationship advice. So I don't know if you guys know this, but I studied psychology um, in school. But part of the reason why I didn't want to actually become, I'm not like a, I'm not licensed or anything like that. But part of the reason why I didn't want to become a licensed practicing counselor is because. I, I like the stuff that I sat through during my like internships and stuff. It was like, oh, you don't actually give advice. You're just supposed to like listen and coach people and kind of like let them. And I was like, that's not what I want. I just want to tell people what to do. <laughs> so, so that's why you get a podcast instead where you can just tell everybody your opinions. Yep, exactly. But for real though, do we want to offer our services if people need relationship advice or nah? That might be hard if we don't know them. We can try. If anyone has a relationship question, you'd like us to try our best. We will try our best. We will try our best. That's a good point. I do kind of think that you have to know the couple, though. And this is what I always tell people. Whenever people are asking me advice about a guy, it's I feel like men are all pretty much the same, pretty mm-hmm. similar, not that complicated. Like, yes, some men are complicated or whatever, but for the most part, it's really easy to make generalizations but whenever people are asking me for advice about women i'm like okay every woman is different every woman is motivated like for this case in point like if if it was like oh she asked if she looked fat and then i looked at her and she got mad at me i'd be like i don't know you were looking and giving an honest opinion that's what i would have wanted so it's like it is very hard i think to give general advice about women Mm-hmm. with those kinds of specific things because women are so so different although there are things like you know have open communication with her women like that or like let her talk to her girlfriends about stuff women do that mm-hmm. like there's things like that i can generalize about yeah but yeah i think ross and rachel and then ross gets the stink eye from rachel because i think she feels embarrassed that he's been like peddling the hug and roll around town rather than just talking to her like a normal person <laughs> yeah it's just my opinion well, you you can get all of this and many more opinions by um, <laughs> letting us know if you have any relationship questions and we'll answer them. We might do it on Instagram, but for those of you that don't have the gram, feel free to write into us um, at bestfriendsclubpodcast at gmail.com and we'll, we'll answer your questions if you have them. We'll keep them anonymous because I think that's important. Not that your partners Not- listen to our friends' podcast. They probably don't, but <laughs> just in case. I was listening um, to the radio this morning and this guy, this girl called in and was talking about how her husband was cheating on her and how she confronted him last night. And all I could think was, what if he is listening right now? She probably and doesn't now he care. Told, I don't know. Still. And now, I mean, not what, that I'm like, I mean? yeah, I guess that's true. She probably is like, good. I want you to know that I told the world that you are a cheater. Yeah. That's a well, mess. Anyway. Come here for all the relationship <laughs> advice you never wanted and more. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the only other things I want to point out is that this is the second time they mention the girl from the copy place. Mm-hmm. And so I think they're really trying to plant that seed. They are ramping it up. <sighs> yeah. Well, I'm, yeah I very an- I'm very annoyed about that. That comes yeah. up. Does that come up soon? Uh, it's several episodes. 
I think it's like at least 10. Okay. Yeah, it's a while in the future. But I guess there's like they maybe, I don't know, Ross and Rachel are going to start having problems. You guys all know this. You know the iconic thing. 12 but, episodes um, away. 12 episodes away, but they start having cracks Mm-hmm. before the actual event. So yep. uh, I feel like I'm getting like a pit in my stomach just thinking about coming up to Ugh. that one. I know. I hate it so much. It's awful. It's we awful. We don't have to think about that. All we have to no, think right. about We've right got... now is episode four, which is the one with the metaphor, <laughs> the one with the metaphorical tunnel. Oh, yeah. That one's funny. That one's good. It's pretty good. Okay. Did you have anything else you want to say about this episode or any personal Mm-mm. anecdotes you want to share? No. I don't think so. I was going to ask you if you had a stalker, but we already talked about that back in the one with Brooke Shields. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Just, I wouldn't call it stalking. I'd just call it not respecting boundaries. Mm. And that's like a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, well, have you ever had a stalker? I think that's a wrap. No, no, I haven't. I've also just okay. had people not respect boundaries. Okay. Thankfully. Um, I don't think I'm I'm not very interesting. Don't stalk me. Gu- guys, once I asked Ashley if she had like left for class yet or something when she lived in Chicago or had <laughs> left for a party or something. I can't remember what. I just said, oh, don't you have to leave for that thing at seven? And she was like, why? I was like... I- <laughs> Uh, it's like 645 I just thought you had to be there at 7 she's like Renee what is going on I was like <laughs> nothing is going on she's like are you here are you outside right now I'm like I was no. so convinced she you was so yeah because you were like something I think you had said you're like oh have you left your house yet for that party and I was like why it was just like because you didn't it, live in like it wasn't like I was meeting you at the party you lived in Nashville or Florida and I, I was, was just in. concerned with your timeliness yeah which makes sense at now looking back but I do remember she was like don't you have to leave now and I was like oh why? my god why are you keeping track what's going on so is someone here funny. are you here I've never had somebody be so suspicious of such a normal question <laughs> And, like, I'm pretty sure for months afterwards, every time you ask questions, then you started making fun of me for it. You'd be like... I did. You'd be like, what are you doing today? I'm not here. Don't worry. I'm not tracking your movements. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It was so funny. That's the closest thing you ever had to a stalker. I was so convinced you were there. But, yeah. Alas, (laughs) you weren't. Um, Alas, I was not. So, Ashley, what are you doing after you record today, Ashley? No reason. So I have just I've had one stalker. She's on this podcast with me. <laughs> um, so all that says to me is hard work and determination pays off. Right? What do you mean? I stalked you long enough and now I have a podcast with you. It worked. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good point. Yep, it worked. You got what you wanted. Best I did. friend for life. Just be FFs. Um, Guys, thanks for tuning in to episode three, the one with the jam. Um, And like Renee said, join us next time for all we have to do is focus on episode four, the one with the metaphorical tunnel. That's right. We'll see you next time. Bye. See you next time. Bye. Bye.